0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host Bobby Sampson and joined with me as always is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you buddy?
1: I'm doing pretty good. It's hot out here, 33 degrees, but I love it. It's only a little bit of good weather to go, so i got to take it while I can.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, last this weekend was kind of cold by, by what we've been getting out here. So I, I kind of felt that I didn't like it. And so I'm kind of happy it's hot again. I don't know, man. I I always kind of was looking forward to the cold, but now it's just, I feel like I don't want it to be cold anymore.
1: No, man, we got to hang on to summer while we can. It's almost over.
0: No, hundred percent. Well, I figure we got at least another two, three weeks of nice weather before it starts to start to dip. So take advantage of it, everybody. But before we get into anything else, everyone else, before we get into anything else, everybody please like, and subscribe, Uh, hit that notification button to let you know whenever we're on the air and we're releasing new content underscore chats that's our instagram handle because there you will find our bio tree and with our bio tree you'll be able to link onto everything or every site that we're connected to um so yes please thank you for all the continued support thank you for all the love that we're getting from everybody allowing us to do this um this is a passion yeah you know, this is this is this is a lot of fun for us and we're really privileged Really privileged to have the opportunity to do this for you guys twice a week, if not more. That being said, here we are, uh, a few sleeps away from Clash at the Castle, the big premium event coming out of the UK in Wales. 70,000 people strong, man. This is going to be a huge show. Between WrestleMania and this show coming up, it's been very successful for them. Uh, But before that, let's do a quick Raw review and, you know, let's see how they're kind of going home with this. So yeah. The show show starts off with the Judgment Day having a match against AJ Styles and Dolph Diggler. Kind of interesting. Uh, no opening segment, nothing straight into a match. Kind of liked it, kind of different. But here's the way I'm looking at it now. I mean, having seen what happened after the match, I almost feel that they didn't need that match. Does that okay. make sense? Well, Edge comes out, you know, just before they go to commercial, after they win the match and what have you. You see the G-Wagon pull up and you see Edge pull out. And he's making his way to the ring, and the Judgment Day, who's just won the match, is walking back, sees us on the screen, and decides to go back to the ring to uh, confront Edge. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that match was needed to open the show.
1: I think they're maybe thinking to start off with a banger.
0: Yeah, the Big Boys perhaps. Out there. Perhaps. And, you know, they had the good guys out there working, you know. So, I mean, I had nothing, I have nothing against the match. I thought the match was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, you know, it was a really, really good match in terms of, of just, you know, everything. Storytelling and, and movement and all. But just seeing Edge come out and whatnot, I mean, it felt overextended. Judgment Day was out there longer than they needed to be. That's where I think I'm going with it. Because Beth Phoenix didn't show up either, and it was just kind of, you know, I, I would love to have seen them build the story from that perspective. Um, basically, what happened is, guys, is very simple. Edge comes out, he's talking, and the Mysterios attack them from behind with kendo sticks, and you know send send them running for the hills. That basically sets up the match: Edge, Edge, and um Ray, uh, Ray against uh, Judgment Day. It's a it's a tag team match, really. It's gonna be a good match. Yeah, so you know, no Beth Phoenix, no Rhea Ripley are in this match, but I'm fine with that. Well, I think you know what? I think you're going to see a turn here at Clash of the Castle. I, I think you'll possibly see Ray turning on them now, and this is where he makes his move and he joins the Judgment Day.
1: You think um, Ray's gonna
0: join him? I'm sorry, Dominic. Dominic,
1: Dominic yeah, Dominic yeah.
0: will. Um, so that's kind of where I'm seeing that all kind of going. We're and... going to
1: see father versus son sooner than later.
0: Well, you know, I'm going to talk about that as we as we predict our, our make our predictions here. Yeah. I, I kind of jumped the gun here a little bit. Um, Basically, after that, you had a match with Bianca Belair, Oxa, Oscar, and and uh, Alexa Bliss. They basically just took on three local indie wrestlers from Pittsburgh and uh, kind of squashed them. Kind of, I guess, an opportunity to build their chemistry, kind of show the fans what they're capable of, and what have you. First time all three have kind of worked together in a tag team. So, you know, going into Clash to the Castle against Bailey, EO Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai, you know. It's a nice little warm-up match. Um Angles here. Angles in Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh, so he comes out and he does his little thing with uh with the Alpha Academy. They come out and they want to make him an honorary member uh, to which he refuses <laughs> and that basically turns into a match with the Street Prophets because they were about to attack Angle. Street Prophets beat them at the end of the match. They take a sip from the red cup. He spits it out because it's alcohol. And conveniently enough, he has a cooler with milk, and they start doing, you know, milk stuff and the milk gimmick. Yeah. The milk gimmick. It was a lot of fun. fun. A little bit more there. Kurt Angle, da, 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 where one of the theater. greatest
1: thin ring workers of all time, by the way. Kurt Angle? Amazing.
0: Well, he picked it up really fast, too.
1: Oh, he's a natural.
0: Right. He picked everything up really fast, considering he, you know, didn't really have any training per se. A lot of his training came on the job.
1: Yeah. He's got to be a top 10 in-ring guy of all time. But like, just his in-ring work is unreal.
0: He was a true technician, man. Yeah. You know, I think he incorporated amateur wrestling. I think he's one of the first guys. I, you know, you have Dr. David Schultz and all those guys as well who kind of did it. But in terms of just, you know, technical wrestling and amateur wrestling, and, you know. Um, I know this is going to sound a
1: lot and probably 80% of people won't agree with me, but I, I think Kurt Angle is better technician than Bret Hart. He's just a little more athletic, and he can do the moves just as good. That's my take. I know that sounds going to piss the Canadian fans off, but that's how I see it.
0: Um, fair and, enough, he's better, and he's
1: way better on the mic than Brett, too.
0: Yeah, but I think Brett was in a time where mic work wasn't as important as in-ring work.
1: No, but I they still mean, had some good talkers back then.
0: Yeah, he had some good talkers, but, I mean, they were by the handful. What were they, Dusty? You know, but let's talk about that. 80s best talkers. Well, I'm
1: talking 90s, Brett, but...
0: Yeah, I know. I was referring to his more. Best,
1: his best work was when he, he was the Canadian, with coming out with the flag of the Heart Foundation in the mid, mid to late 90s. But it's you debatable. He's, he's amazing. I'm not trying to knock Brett, but
0: this is my take on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, after Angle, Corey Graves interviewed Matt Riddle, who got his first name back. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, he's uh, referred to as Matt Riddle again. The whole last name thing is over. And then also for Austin Theory. He got his name back too.
1: He's now the Austin Theory.
0: So you're basically seeing the changes of the new regime happening more frequently. You know, guys are getting their names back. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Very interesting. Um, I love this story, man. I can't wait for this match. I think this is going to be the match of the night. And I think you said that too last week. I and, did, yeah. It
1: was one I'm looking know, forward to the most.
0: I really am. I'm looking forward to this. This thing we've been building before SummerSlam.
1: I hope Seth gets, to, gets a win. He's been losing all the time to Cody and all these guys. Oh, goes over this time.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. It's it's a hard one because I don't think either one would be hurt by a defeat, but I think Matt would need it more. Only for the fact that he's been getting the better of by Seth Rollins a lot of this time in these mm. segments.
1: But they keep using Seth as a guy who doesn't need to get over, put these guys over, but eventually he needs to get over. He's going to start diminishing his character. He's lost what, Cody Rhodes three times in a row.
0: Well, I think things are going to change after Clash at the Castle. We'll get into that, man. Let's finish for Raw here. I mean, we, we keep jumping the gun here. There's so much we have to talk about. Corey Graves does this interview with these guys. They're back and forth. These guys fought in the parking lot again. Yeah, it was good. Before the show even started. I think the line of that whole conversation was this, and it was delivered by Seth. And he said, let's talk about your family. Oh, wait, you don't have one because your wife divorced you and took the kids and left wow right so it's stuff like this that's that story building and you know all the stuff that he's saying both guys have had to okay mm-hmm. right i don't know how much of it is a shoot because there is, it is it real well there's real heat between the two of these guys in general i, I don't know if it's it the best feuds,
1: though, just like sean and brett you get a little bit of heat
0: yeah but i don't know how much of it exists now but this is going back where these guys did not like each other at all in fact you know just something's happened with with, uh, Seth Rollins' former girlfriend uh, before he met Becky and they connected. So this is going a little ways back now. Okay, I didn't know that. Right? Yeah, so, you know, just something happened with with his ex-girlfriend. Some comments were made and whatnot, and that just kind of set these guys off against each other in in a sour way. And, you know, that was basically it. So I don't know how much of this is legit. Like, it's a work, obviously, but how much of it is actually a shoot?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure
0: on that. You know, and it's kind of, you know, interesting story. Another sidebar, Matt Hardy on his uh, podcast was talking about his and Edge's feud with the whole Lita thing. And uh, basically before they were supposed to work together, Vince had brought them both in in his office, sat them down on the couch in front of him and said, look, I know you guys got heat, but if you guys do anything stupid and actually throw real punches and whatnot, I will blackmail you from wrestling, not from I WWE, like from yeah. wrestling. He's and Vince the, would have done it too. Well, that's the thing. If, if there's anyone who could have blackmailed anyone from the industry completely, it's him. Yeah, yeah. So that, I thought i thought that in there. In terms What's of the story of,
1: with that? Uh, uh, Edge stole Matt's woman pretty much.
0: More or less. Edge was gone away and Lita was kind of, you know, I don't know, looking for something. and Kind of like the Kurt coming. Angle,
1: Jeff Jarrett thing.
0: Karen Angle, yeah, kind of, but that, you know, they ended up marrying each other and shit, which Je- is kind of weird. It's lucky
1: that Kurt never got his hands on him, because Kurt would twist him like a pretzel, man, back in yeah, those days, for sure. I, you know,
0: I think I think it worked out better for both all parties in that situation. No, I know,
1: but at the time, though, at, at the lucky time, yeah, well, whoop his ass. Time.
0: I think Angle has honor. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, and again, you know, I might say something wrong here, but he's one of those kind of guys that doesn't put anything above any woman or relationship. hmm you know, in terms of doing something stupid, no yeah. one's worth it, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's got a beautiful bride. They got their podcast. So you know <laughs> it looks like everything worked out for everybody. Uh finally, we're almost done with Raw here. Interesting, Raw. Um, you know, I no problems with it. Bobby Lashley defeats the Miz to retain the US title after he got spooked. The Miz, that is, got spooked again by seeing Dexter Loomis in the stands. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were talking about this. Nobody knows who these guys are. Man, you can't tell me this is not a beautiful way to bring in the character. They're yeah. doing a good job with him.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I think Triple H is really trying to impress the IWC. That's For people to know what that stands for, the internet wrestling community, because they used to hate this guy. And now he's trying to kind of placate to them so it's a smart play yeah it's actually that's not a bad feud going on
0: no it's interesting I, I i'm not talking about what they what the internet community cares about or what i'm just talking no i don't about these are the people that
1: triple h is running the show towards i find
0: no i disagree with that but we'll again we we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit mm-hmm. later uh edge and kurt angle re backstage. This was kind of fun. Do you remember that segment way back when when he was showing them all the pictures and he had all the writing on the back of the card like, you suck, you're you you know, done. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that, yeah. It. Yeah, he did that again with him this time.
1: Yeah, I seen that. It was good. Right?
0: And in the first one, Kurt Angle flipped it over and there was no writing on it because he thought, oh, I'm not going to get duped again. But every card after that had something written on it. Pretty funny, enjoyable, cool segment, yep. nostalgic. Kurt's always fun. A lot of fun. Um, Kevin Owens comes out when the uh, yeah, so basically, Kevin Owens defeats undisputed tag team champion Jay Uso. It was like an interesting segment here. Owens comes out. I don't know if he's a face or he's a heel. I don't know where Kevin Owens is right now in terms of what side of the fence he's on. Um, but this Not is sure. the second second time in a week now he's come out and fought as the face.
1: Uh, maybe yeah. just feeling it out to see to how the crowd reacts. See yeah, it fit.
0: no, hundred percent. Um, basically after that, we get a backstage segment again with, uh, Dexter Loomis and, uh, sorry, Miz. Miz is leaving the arena because he's scared and he wants to go home. And, uh, as he's driving away, the window opens in the back and there's Dexter Loomis in the backseat, Unbeknown to the Miz. So let's see where this goes. They do another segment with Gargano and, um, Theory. And they basically just, you know, going back and forth with uh theory telling him that I'm the youngest of where this, and, you know, all the things that you want to accomplish. Is it interesting? I've already done it first. Yeah. And it tells him to kind of, you know, stay, you know, be be worried and, you know, watch yourself sort of a deal. So, bit of a story over there. The shocker of the night came in the main event in the main event of the uh, or the the finals of the women's tag team titles match. I really thought that EO Sky and uh, Dakota Kai would have walked out of this going into Clash at the Castle, but it didn't turn out that way. You basically end up with Raquel Gonzalez or Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeating them with Aaliyah getting the pin. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. It was an interesting way to finish it out. Well,
0: it's interesting because on SmackDown before this, on the Friday, uh, Aaliyah got hurt. She was basically just erased from the match. And uh, Raquel basically did all the work and she kind of just showed up again at the end of the match just to kind of, you know, join in the victory dance. Um, this time it looked like the same thing was going to happen again. Raquel basically worked a lot of this match on her own. and uh, But this time around, it, it was Aaliyah who kind of came back at the last minute to get the pin. And there you are, your new women tag team champions, Raquel and Aaliyah. Not, not a
1: bad raw. It was decent overall. Not bad.
0: Yeah, no, speaking of that, let's talk about very quickly what the numbers were last night. Um, I have them right yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I like to hear these because I want to see what they're going to be when night football starts. We'll start comparing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so last night, Monday's Night Raw brought us a 0.59 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic and a 2.1 million viewers total.
1: Good numbers. Uh,
0: yeah, those numbers are up 7.3% and 5.1 5, 5.1%, 5. respectively, on the two numbers that I just gave you. Good. Uh basically they're 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 doing great, man. This is uh the highest numbers they've had in four weeks. And every week it's getting better and better. The numbers are anyways. We're all ranked number one among cable originals for the night as per show Buzz daily. Thank you for that information. And number two for all broadcast shows behind only the bachelorette um i don't know i, I don't want
1: uh, I'm, I'm gonna make a prediction i think when monday night football starts we'll see you know a million seven million eight million between a million five and a million eight because monday night football is a huge chunk of that
0: no 100 percent. I, I think so yeah. but it also depends on what they're giving us for monday night football too right yeah
1: yeah i think it's Sunday, gonna be fun to see
0: yeah it's, it's gonna be an interesting football season so that was basically raw's ratings for last week um clash at the castle man here we go. We're there. We're we're a few days away. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns for both titles. What I
1: mean? hope Roman wins, man. I don't. I don't want you. I don't. I don't see Drew as a champ just because I don't think he's that good on the stick. That's my want, take.
0: Okay, so you're predicting Roman will win.
1: I'm not saying that's going to happen. No, if I was booking, Roman will win. But I think Roman's going to keep it. Yeah, that's my prediction. What do you think? Okay,
0: I'm thinking Drew. I'm going to go opposite on you. Absolutely. I think just based on the shakeups and all the things that are happening in the WWE, I think Drew McIntyre is going to win that. You got 70,000 people in Cardiff Wales coming out for this. And most of these tickets are bought for. They're not handouts. They're not. Yeah. Not comps. Yeah. They're not comps. These are legit fans buying tickets to come to this live event. WWE. I'm not saying they're pressured, but I think they're going to have to do some special shit on this show because I think this is going to be an annual event, not necessarily in Cardiff, but anywhere in Europe. I think you're going to get yeah. one big you know, premium stadium show that's going to go down at least once a year in Europe, and you got to set it off right. I mean, think about it. How many people thought the British Bulldog would have beaten Bret Hart at Wembley Stadium at SummerSlam that year? Not many people gave it that, right?
1: Yeah, but no, having, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew won. I just hope that Roman keeps it. I think I'm, I'm not I'm not shocked, though, if Drew takes it, he well, probably no, will.
0: I, I think he will. And I think, you know, it, it, from, from some of the reports that I've read and some of the things that I've seen, uh, you know, some people backstage seem to be interested on this uh, idea. You know, Roman's had both belts for two years.
1: Yeah, no, he's had his time. I totally agree. Right? He's had I his just time don't think and, he was a champ. Myself.
0: Well, I, I do. I think he deserves an opportunity to be a champ in front of the fans.
1: No, I get it in his home. I get it in the UK. I understand why. Just in general, just just in general. Well,
0: I I think he is. I think he did a really good job when there were no fans around. You know, and that's really hard to do.
1: No, he's a good worker. I just don't think he's a top dog champ. That's just my take, right? I I think Seth would be be a better champ. Yeah. So many guys over him.
0: But that's the thing. I mean, outside of Seth Rollins, who else?
1: Outside of Seth, but I would rather have even give Theory the chance. He's young. I mean, Drew's almost 40. He's getting uh, his chance now. I mean, got yeah, the well, young you guys on it.
0: No, well, you know, I agree with you, but I, I still think he's still a part of that young generation where I think. Even Riddle, i even
1: give it to Riddle over Drew.
0: Not yet. I, I think Theory's not ready for it. I don't think Riddle's ready for it yet. Maybe a one shot like a Randy Orton when he was at that age, but those guys, you know, like, I mean, he did win the title uh, when he was about Riddle and, and uh, Theory's age the first time. And right? Theory
1: still has, Theory's not even on this card, so who's to say doesn't come out and cash that money in the bank here?
0: Well, maybe he will. Like I said, there's so many possibilities with the show. I mean, it could all be a work, and Roman works out with both. But I also understand there's talk about them splitting up the belts again because USA Network is putting pressure on the WWE.
1: Speaking of the USA Network, I, and I love to say this, and I still think he's got the best wrestling besides ours. Okay, I, I have know. it on
0: the list. I have it on the list. We'll get that. There. Okay, we'll get it. I have it on. on the list. I know exactly where you're going with this. Good. And I thought of you exclusively because you're you're a big fan. Um, but cash like the castle back to that. Like I said, there could be swerves and turns and all of this, right? I mean, you could end up with both guys walking out with a belt each, even. Could be right. It could be very possible that Paul Heyman wrote something in the contract that it's only for the WWE title and not the universal title. Yeah. And that's why he's only awarded that title. But that has to come out before the match happens, right? What
1: time is the show coming on here on Saturday?
0: Okay, so if you're on the West Coast. It's at 10 a.m. If you're in the east, it's 1 p.m.
1: I don't mind that. A morning show inside. I mean, there's some college football on, but you can, you know, do that later. So no, I don't man, mind. It's
0: a perfect opportunity to make myself a proper British breakfast, have some sausages, bacon, hash browns, fried tomatoes, and bangers puddles. and mash. No, that's lunch, man. <laughs> I'm I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking French fries and baked beans, eggs, sausage, bacon. Yeah fried tomatoes and mushrooms and some toast
1: doesn't sound bad at all
0: no man a big cup of coffee <laughs> i'll probably just have a bagel with cream cheese and, and some fruit to be honest but you know that's what i
1: like whatever to the craving is that morning yeah
0: well bagel and fruit i've been kind of doing that last little while um but yeah oh uh, what like else i, say, we got I want
1: roman to win but i'm like I agree with you, it probably will be Drew, and I, I don't blame them. It's been two years; that i to shake it up. I get it. I just hope Roman keeps it for my own personal bias, I guess.
0: Well, look, I, I think what you're gonna see here is because, well, if Roman drops the titles, what about him and The Rock, right? Like at you know, WrestleMania. Yeah. But here's the deal: I don't think Roman needs a title to fight The Rock at WrestleMania. No, I think it'll do a
1: Family Feud thing.
0: That would still go on last night too. That would end WrestleMania.
1: Well, I don't think you want Roman having the belt against The Rock because you know there's no way The Rock's going to win and get the belt. So you don't want that.
0: Yeah, but here's how I'm looking at it. So, again, my mind just, you know, fantasy booking here. Say say Heyman puts in that clause, Mm -hmm. right? As the storyline says that Heyman put in a clause because we haven't seen him for a while either since he got F5 or or smashed, right? So... um. Say that clause does exist. So you now basically have two champions on both brands. So Roman Silly, your universal champion, right? And and, and you got Drew working the other side. Now that opens the door for Theory. That opens the door for Seth. That opens the door for Riddle. That opens the door for everyone on that show. you got your champion back. USA Network wants them to have a full-time champion again. You know, they're getting the heat from – the not the heat, but that's something they want. The pressure's
1: on, yeah.
0: The pressure's on. They want them to have their own champion. There's nothing against Bobby Lashley in the U.S. title. But you know what? Roman has not shown up on the red brand enough as a champion to, to warrant, you know, to make them feel like, hey, you know, what kind of show is this if you don't have your champion here?
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with him on that, 100%.
0: Right? So I think, you know, you might see something like that, which will open up everything again for all these other superstars to come, right? Uh, What could possibly happen is Rock, again, being Rock, shows up and has a match against Drew or something at Royal Rumble, wins the title, and basically you have Rock versus Roman somehow.
1: That could
0: be. But but now I'm thinking the other side, Well, what about the guy who wins the Royal Rumble?
1: yeah it's hard look there's a lot of ways so, they can go so the if only rock, thing is the last time when's the last time we've seen the rock wrestle john cena how many is like seven eight years ago
0: no 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 no. well his I mean, last
1: official match i mean yeah i guess
0: technically it would have been the second one right where he lost and the he didn't look toe.
1: very good he was winded he could barely move
0: he was broken man he hurt his ribs really bad in that match no That's i know why- no, i get it
1: don't get me wrong physique wise he looks great but the guy's in his early 50s he's a steroid abuser how well is he going to be able to move around in that ring
0: I don't know, man. Maybe he'll have to start trading, and if the match is serious, if he gets, it's going to be a great
1: story. He's an amazing talker. All that build will be great. Don't get me wrong.
0: No, I I think this is where Roman will have to carry him. Unless he did like a Stone
1: Cold kind of thing, you know, just have a street fight.
0: I don't know. It's hard to call it right now because I mean, now you think about it, if 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 Roman is champion of both belts, then how would that work with the Raw coming in to fight him at WrestleMania? As, yeah, you know something's I mean? got to give. So something has to give here. So I think mm-hmm. basically what you're going to see, you're going to see both belts get stripped here somehow. And I think Drew will be the champion in Raw, which will make him the top baby face that they don't currently have in the company, in my opinion. Uh, I think the whole European experience will help build that. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm kind of sitting at that, with that match right now. I think Drew will win. I don't know if he'll win both, I think he's going to walk away with at least one of those belts. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. It could be. Right? Could be wrong. Um, another possibility could be that Drew, or sorry, that Bray Wyatt makes his return.
1: Well, it comes out in the match?
0: And, and costs Roman the title the way he cost him the title. Yeah, that could be. Right? So who many knows?
1: ways it can, it can happen. Theory can come out. Who knows?
0: And Karrion Cross is still a part of this picture somehow yeah so where does he fit in you know like is he going to cost Roman one of the titles like there's so many ways to go with this and you can't forget that Drew got a clean pin on Brock Lesnar he did something that Roman hasn't done currently in a bit
1: yeah I'm not sure how they're going to do this something's something's going to happen that we're not thinking about right now something's going to go down here it's is not going to be an easy win for Roman something's going to happen
0: Something has to give, right? A little bit, you know, so we got that. Okay, so Shayna Baszler versus um, Liv Morgan for the women's title, the SmackDown women's title. Um, What do you got? I'm kind of interested. I don't know who I got. That's the thing. I I really, I think Liv should retain because they want to build that feud up with her and Ronda Rousey again. But here's my thinking. But here's what I'm thinking right now again. I'm thinking Shayna beats her. No, no, I think Liv wins somehow. Right. And I, you know, to be honest, man, she's going up against these monsters and she's this frail little girl with her arm broken and whatnot. Yet she still seems to overcome. I think the one issue I think a lot of fans are having with Liv Morgan is the fact that she tapped and still won, which is technically a heel kind of situation but she's playing it off like it's no thing. So, you know, it kind of diminishes her as a champion, in my opinion, a little bit. No, fair enough. Right? But having her go up against a monster like Shayna Baszler, who's probably even tougher than Ronda Rousey in a lot of ways. In
1: some ways, yeah.
0: In some ways, right? You mm-hmm. know, so somehow she's going to squeak out a win and Ronda's going to come down and start beating the shit out of Liv. I don't know if Shayna's going to jump in because I almost feel that's another program waiting to happen. Shayna versus Rhonda.
1: That'd be fun. i like, I like right? to see that. So
0: if Shayna wins, because I think she's due. She's one woman in the industry, one woman in the company who deserves her title now.
1: What a better time to give it to her there in Wales.
0: Right. And have Rhonda come out and attack her. And you have a double turn.
1: Yeah, I'd be cool with that.
0: Right. On the other side, my mind is all I did at work today, man, while I was working. You know, I, didn't, I just kept thinking of different scenarios. It's fun. On the,
1: Fantasy book is fun.
0: On the other side of that, pardon me, what if Liv wins? She, and then Rhonda comes out and starts beating the tar out of Liv. And then all of a sudden, Charlotte comes and attacks Rhonda. Because she's due back. Another double turn.
1: That'd be cool, cool too. That'd be a good swerve. Yeah. Right?
0: So either way, you kind of got that as well. Uh let's talk about the ladies' match again. Bailey, Os- uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO sky and uh, versus Bailey, Oscar, and um Alexa Bliss. You know, they've built up this match really, really well. I almost have a sense and a feeling that um Bailey and crew Company are gonna walk out of this. I and think they- so. Yeah,
1: it's, it's gonna be a good six six woman tag match. Yeah, I think you're right on that though. Yeah,
0: I think it's I gonna, think gonna be Bailey's good. Bailey's
1: crew are gonna take it.
0: No, and I think after this match, you're gonna see Alexa turn a little bit. Yeah, It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Out. I think so. She's been talking about a new character. She's been talking about you know wanting to start something new, and she's been kind of like in that wrestling purgatory, as I like to call it. You're ne- you're there, but you're not there. You're just going with the punches and clapping when you're supposed to clap. You know, it's kind of a kind of like just your basic. Typical baby face, like you know, what do you call yeah. that? You know, um, there's a word for it, I'm looking for it. Um, it'll come to me eventually someday. What else do we have on this card? We've talked we got about the
1: bathroom break, bathroom break match coming up next,
0: uh, which is what the Seamus match. Ah, uh, Seamus against Gunther, you know what? I think that's going to be a really good match. It's going to be hard hitting, it's going to be a lot of European style wrestling. It's it's going to be, it's going to be hard style, man. I don't know if that's a match to break. Or the match. Uh, I'm looking at the card
1: match. right now. It's uh, it might not be a bad match, but it's probably one of the weaker matches, or least anticipated matches, I'd say.
0: Well, it's for the Intercontinental title, but you know what? Again, it's it's catered to the Europeans, right?
1: Yeah, no, I get you it. Know?
0: So, so I get. You got Germany versus Ireland, and um I think it's. I, I personally think it's going to be. I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, but no, I, I, I
0: think it's going to be a pretty solid match. And, oh, it'll uh, be stiff.
1: Yeah, it's going to be. It like be very, itself, very but... stiff.
0: Uh, I think Gunther's going to walk out with it. I hope so. Yeah, I think he walks away with it. I, I think that Sheamus and company are kind of playing the babyface role in this a little bit. Um, if it's any indication on what I was watching on SmackDown, uh, that was a really good segment. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I watched the little thing with Reigns. Yeah, it was good.
0: That that was really really good, man. I really enjoyed that. You know, the Butch Butch and uh, those guys were all fighting around them as they just stared at each other. I mean, it was basically a two on one. That little yeah. Kaiser guy's tough, man.
1: He is a little dude. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's tough little fucker. Uh, What else have we got? What's the next match there? You got the list. We got Edge and Ray. Edge and Ray against Judgment Day. Um, I think Edge and Ray are going to go over, but I think the story of the match is going to be Junior turning on his daddy. I think
1: Junior is going to turn and cost him the match.
0: Possibly. Possibly. We got to see a father and son feud now, right? Well, here's the thing. AEW beat them to it. With who? Billy Gunn and his son
1: okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right? I thought... Because that's basically the first time father and son have ever fought against each other in wrestling, apparently.
1: What about and, um, Dusty and Dust? They didn't ever have a match?
0: I don't know if they had a dust-up or not. I know they dag-teamed together, but I don't think they ever worked against each other. They never had dust-up, eh? No, I don't think so. I mean, I remember Stardust running out on them and being disappointed. You know, I think that's the closest, but I'm sure father and son have fought somewhere. You know, somewhere. Where we could probably find this out. It might have even happened in Canada, man. Uncontrolled chaos coming out by Mr. Beefy Goodness himself. Uh, it's got all the history, so if it happened, got it got might your have copy?
1: happened. you your copy
0: came yet? No, I haven't received it. Have you received Me it? Neither. either. No? Well, I saw a post of him signing books, so I'm sure it's artists coming. in that stack, and I can't wait to read that. That's going to be really Yeah, great.
1: it looks like that. And he put a lot of hard work into that, so I can't oh, wait to have him back to talk about that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what's next?
1: We got the bit—the granddaddy of them all, Riddle and Seth.
0: Sorry? Oh, uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Ah! Uh,
1: oh. I want Seth to win. I think Seth takes it. He needs a win, Matt. He keeps losing to these guys. I I and People say he doesn't need to go over, but eventually he needs to have a win.
0: Well, here's the thing. He keeps talking. As soon as I'm done with you, I'm going after the championship, right? So he's not allowing anyone to believe he's out of the picture. Um,
1: Seth uh, Rollins,
0: yeah, you know, Seth has reached a level that I don't think a lot of people give him credit for right now.
1: I think he's the best, best overall talent WWE right now. I think all around for in ring, his character, the way I like all those crazy suits he's wearing, all those no, crazy he's coats. he's
0: done amazing work, and you know he's, mm-hmm. you know he's that next generation that's evolved himself from mm-hmm. the half, you know, dyed blonde head to, to what and everything and in between, right? So he's done really, really well. I don't think he yeah, he's amazing,
1: amazing talent.
0: Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. No. I'll say it. I'll be honest. You know, um
1: totally agree with that. Does yeah. he
0: does he deserve a victory? That's the thing. Everything we just said, he's reached that status where if he loses, it doesn't hurt him.
1: Probably not, no, but eventually if you want to get him back in the title match, he's got to get a win over somebody.
0: I think that but see, Brittle's been losing too.
1: Yeah. You got, you got two dudes keep losing. The thing is, I don't know if wins and losses mean as much as they used to 10, 20 years ago. We got such a short attention span nowadays. We just mm-hmm. care about a good match. Oh, you don't, you don't really. It doesn't really matter
0: like it used to. I think AEW puts a lot of focus on it because everyone's got a record.
1: Yeah, they keep the record, which I do like how they do that. Something different, you know, like Dean Ambrose was fifty-seven four or something like that. Yeah, and so it's like legitimate,
0: and it's legitimate. They're actual numbers. They're actual yeah, legitimate kind of cool. stats, right? But on this one, man, I I don't know. I, I mean. This is match
1: tonight. It has to be.
0: Traditional Traditional wrestling booking tells me, based on everything that's happened to Matt Riddle at the hands of Seth Rollins, off, curbstop, off on the thing, you know, Riddle's put out of action. Out, yeah. You know, he. you almost get the feeling he's going to get the payout. The other reason, back to that, the beating that Drew McIntyre took at SmackDown.
1: You see they back, got him good.
0: They got him really good. Like, some of that looked real. I don't know how much paint or Makeup he can put on that, but I guess they can do a pretty good job with it. But he looked like they beat the shit out of him. Which he felt me that, to,
1: that's for sure. Ah,
0: which leads me to believe that, you know, that's another indication to him kind of walking away with the, one of them, at least.
1: Yeah, I can see it, Drew. Like, I want Roman to win, but I think Drew's going to walk out with the belts. You know, new regime in charge, start a new era, start a new thing. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's I, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I think Matt Riddle and Seth opened the show.
1: Possibly, that'd be a hard. That would set the tone.
0: I think. Well, that's what I'd want them to do. That would set the tone. I hope I it's not that, Gunther
1: and Sheamus. I'll tell you that
0: Gunther and Sheamus will probably be number two or three.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You got to get them early. Get them early. But uh it's not the card. We're only
1: having six matches on the card. Unless they announce unless they announce another match at SmackDown, it's only six matches.
0: Um. And then we only have six matches to work with then. I don't have the list in front of me. I was kind of going off. Of I got the
1: years. list right here. There's six.
0: Yeah. So there's six. So if there's anything pre-show, what have you, you know, who knows? I think there are going to be a lot of surprises. I think this show's going to have a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's going to be with, if it's only six matches, I think you're going to get six amazing matches. Let's say, let's say four
1: to six should be pretty damn good. Yeah.
0: Listen, yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, I know you're not hot on the Gunther's famous fight, but that's
1: still a still a solid card. If you get four really good matches, I'll take that any day. Some cards don't even give you that.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I think everybody's gonna
1: raise their game up a little bit just because they're in Europe. So yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, uh, last week AEW Dynamite Mox beats your buddy CM Punk in five under minutes. three minutes, under five minutes. Sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, How about was five, maybe it's three.
0: Between between three and five minutes, let's say right. Complete squash. Good, and it was that. a work, and it was a work. Yeah, right. I mean, the injury that Punk had was real, but him selling it the way he did there was all the work. I mean, it was meant to be three minutes. Thoughts? Love it. You're I'm so of, of that guy doing it.
1: Him whining, crying, crying on the internet. Everybody's done him wrong. I love it.
0: But do, but he had to agree to it. So do you think that, you know? Do you have any respect for him? For doing that to get him well, over. he
1: did good he's doing it like he didn't do what Bret Hart did he went didn't go into business for himself or sometimes he does so he Tony probably told him hey this was happening you are hurt and go for it he did he doesn't have a lot of choice either but um, I didn't see that coming though I didn't see that coming did you well
0: again I'm kind of old you know I'm old. I kind of look at the clock a lot when I watch wrestling you okay. kind of get an idea of what's going on and that was not the main event no and that not being the main event kind of, you know, I'm looking at the time that that match came on, it came on at the beginning of the second hour, which would have been, you know, six o'clock here. Um, so I'm looking at this and I'm watching it last week. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is this match happening now? This should be the main event. This whole show be built. This whole show should be built around that match. You know, your, your kind of quick promos, your segments, um, you know the, the the highlight reels and everything. It it just didn't feel like you know it was going to be that. So when they came out, yeah, I was surprised absolutely, but I wasn't surprised because it's just too early in the show for it.
1: You think they squashed him because he's he's really really hurt, or they did it because of all the drama he's been causing with Paige and all that stuff?
0: Ah. Uh he denies that. Everyone's denying it backstage. Even, you know, CM Punk is saying, you know, everyone wants to talk and, you know, the beloved internet wrestling community, you know, they're making up stories themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, again, I don't know how much of this is real or how much of it's to work, right? True. Um, but you at never the know wrestling. Time, but at the same time, if everything that CM Punk is trying to do, you know, his, what his mission statement is and whatnot, then he did the right thing. I'm not saying that John Moxley is is the, uh, you know, the youngster who deserves a chance. He's been champion in WWE. Some argue that he was a throwaway champion, just kind of waiting until the guy they wanted to become champion, he's champion. But I don't think WWE ever did him wrong. I don't think they disrespected him in any way. He I got, got
1: paid millions of dollars to do a uh, entertainment. Yeah, but but show they that he did loves. a lot of
0: tribute to for him as well. Like they gave him a lot of respect as he walked out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there was no animosity. A lot of guys that say they're leaving don't get matches at WrestleMania. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's
0: true. Right? right up until the final week at the MSG show, they had a Shield tribute, a tribute to John Moxley. So there was no Burgess burnt there at all.
1: No, he yeah, they gave him a great send off, man. They treated right? him first class.
0: They treated him first class, which you know, you know. So, so from that perspective, he's not that young chicken that you all, you know, should be world champion, like what have you. But I think Punk did the right thing.
1: He did do the right thing. Yeah, I gotta agree with you on that. He did. You know, yeah. and,
0: and it shocked everyone. It t- made did. people. Tune in. Yeah, it did right and it made people tune in. It'll make people tune in this week. I mean moxley cutter promo which had people talking afterwards because his my time is now my time is now oh cena coming is cena coming to AEW? you know what i mean just people start thinking why is he using these lines like he's using yeah. lines from cena's promo and i thought well maybe that'd be interesting but then the next day i saw pictures of him and vince and uh the dinner yeah having dinner together in new york for his birthday cena's
1: uh he's a wwe guy he's like the rock they'll never come on AEW.
0: Yeah, I thought Jericho was a WWE guy for the rest of his yeah, but he's too, a little but... more
1: fickle, you know what I mean? He's been in WCW, kind of you know.
0: Yeah, well, fair enough, fair enough. Um... Three
1: guys that you'll never see in AEW: Triple H, John Cena, and The Rock. Yeah, those are the like any, any probably Shawn Michaels, Roman Reigns, and Reigns. There's a few certain guys that are like WWE through and through: Undertaker, Taker, yeah.
0: But I'm um, active roster guys. Yeah. After active roster guys, who would you say?
1: Roman, for sure. Roman's probably the only one I think anybody else would.
0: Um
1: speaking of active roster guys, where's Omos?
0: Where's Omos and where's I, I don't know where Omos is. I they still don't have anything for him right now. He's he's kidding asked about
1: this morning on the way to hockey. Where's Omos? That's oh good question. Forgot about him.
0: Well think about it. There's a couple big men that have been out of action for a while. General Aziz. <laughs> i like that guy right we
1: gotta all have right. big guys around this is around Apo-
0: entertainment Apo- right no no apollo cruz went back he lost a nigerian accent he lost all of that and he became apollo cruz he's back at nxt which i think is good for him but general aziz and omos there's they're spectacles though right yeah think about it like i mean the way they built omos up and the way, oh, man, you just got me thinking about something. So there's talk about bringing Braun back.
1: I've seen that, yeah.
0: Right? So this could be something that could happen at Clash of the Castles. Omos comes out, just like you and Lil Rain's Reigns uh, were talking about. Yeah. Right to hockey. Where's Omos? Almost comes out, I'm disrespected, blah, 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 blah. And then Braun comes out.
1: I like to see that. Two big giants. I,
0: the way they built Omos and the way they built him, not disease, but Omos. it's like virtually impossible to beat.
1: Yeah, he's just unless, too
0: big, unless you're a Bobby Lashley who kind of did it, but you know, it was hard.
1: Like a Bobby, a Roman, or a Brock could do it, but you know, that's
0: about it, right? And Brock's not there, Roman has no interest in an Omos. Yeah, Bobby Lashley was the only guy who really took that kind of challenge on. It's kind of like this when Brock came out initially. And Batista were out initially. I thought that was a dream match.
1: Brock and Batista?
0: Yeah. Right? That And that's the same kind of feel I have for this match, if it ever happens, between Braun and um, Omos.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that. Something about think, big guys, It's like heavyweight boxing. The Big guys get in there and it's something special, you know? No,
0: I get it. But, but unfortunately, in professional wrestling, when you build a character to the strength that you've built him at, you don't have much you can do with him. That's the thing. You can't put a title on him. I mean, you can, but it's not worth it because how do you take it off of him? That's the thing. Right? When he's having four against one matches and still winning, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Just keep okay. him
1: as a monster. let him beat the crap out of the little you know, guys. Punch him, throw him, kick him. It
0: almost sucks. So I, I call it the, uh, screech. Um, the, the, the Screech. The Screech disease. Do you know who Screech was?
1: Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Exactly. There you go. Do you know anything else he ever did outside of save yeah, by the Bell? Yeah, he's a weird dude, man. He had that band. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I know that,
1: yeah. He yeah. stabbed somebody too, didn't he?
0: I have no idea, man. Probably. But <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. He's pigeonholed. Yeah. All he's ever going to be known for is that, that character. Nerd. Right? There's nothing he can do that will ever change it. No, It's like Pee Wee Herman. The guy who plays Pee Wee Herman, he could... Do any dramatic role in the world that he wants to, but at the end of the day, he's always going to be known as fucking Pee Wee Herman.
1: And also, what he did in the movie theater,
0: and that's it, right? <laughs> and, you know, but I mean, is he
1: still he's still alive, Pee Wee Herman, isn't he?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul, I can't remember his last. He's
1: he a low profile though.
0: No, he's done a lot of stuff.
1: He's still doing comedy.
0: Yeah, he's still doing his thing and all that. I mean, when he got caught for whacking off in in the movie theater you know, I think things were, it was not all about who. And it was and an adult me.
1: theater too. It wasn't like he was watching Top Gun or something.
0: No, no. Um, but, but I'm saying it happened at a time where you could still whack off at the theater and not get in trouble for it the way you would now.
1: Yeah, they'd cancel him, man, if you do that right? now.
0: He got lucky. He was at the end of that. Hopefully we haven't sparked the cancel culture if anyone's listening to it. Oh, we should get Pee Wee now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those people are sad. They're relentless, man. They got nothing to do with their day. Nah, get people I, canceled. I, you
0: know what? And I got nothing to offer them at any day.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you on that.
0: Cancel culture can suck it. <laughs> well, hey, I'll say I also agree. It, no, I agree with you. Can't, say it then, man. Cancel culture can suck,
1: suck it. it. There you go, brother. The words of the great DX.
0: Yeah, there you go. Oh, I read something really funny today. I want to share that by the end of the show. Okay, here, let's talk about Mr. Russo.
1: I just want to say one thing before we get into the story. Yeah, everybody needs to listen to his podcast. It's yes, he there's a paid one, but there's a free one every Friday morning on YouTube. And if you go into the chat, he answers every question, which I think is really cool because a lot of podcasters wouldn't even give you the time of day and even answer your question to you give a crap. They pick like 10. But if you're on that chat Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Uh, West Coast time, you will get to ask him this question, and he's very honest. Love him or hate him, he's honest.
0: All right, so Mr. Transfer, this since this is your guy. I like him too, don't get me wrong, but he's more yeah. your guy. Yeah? yeah. Why don't you he's tell us guy, the yep. story? Tell us the story. This is your story to tell. Not I why. guess he
1: dropped on his podcast, which I had no idea. I don't think many people did. He's been consulting for the USA network about Raw. And that's just funny that he says that because every Friday he says, "Ah, uh, I only watch Raw because I'm paid to watch Raw. And I always thought he was talking about his paid subscribers for his podcast. No, he's talking about the USA network. They're paying him like almost a hundred thousand dollars a year to give his critique on Raw, and they would send a message over to Vinny, hey, 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 hey. Two years of a man, good for him.
0: Yeah, no, interesting. But here's the only thing I'll add to this, and I'm not trying to diminish the story. It hasn't been backed up yet. Or has it now? At that point when he released that information, there was no backup from the USA network or anyone else to say, yeah, this I don't think he
1: was supposed to say that. I think he went a little got a little carried away. I don't think he'd make that up because he knows that'll be fact checked. And if he is lying about that, his reputation's screwed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, but I know, I know. I just wanted to make sure that hasn't been verified, but I mean, like if you I,
1: make a big claim, like you're working, like if I said, I work for CNN, he'd be like, no, you don't check. we we'll check the book. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's legit or he wouldn't have said it. Cause he knows people hate him and people are going to check on him.
0: Which is an interesting thing because it makes me wonder what Vincent's thinking then. Like, you know, he's always never wanted to work with him again and all this. So how much again, you hear I get about the know.
1: emails they had about three months ago. Vince Russo emailed Vince McMahon. He read it on his podcast on the Friday show.
0: Okay, tell me about he it. He
1: offered Vince McMahon his advice. Do hey, yeah. this, do that. And basically, Vinnie Mac said, go jump in the lake. Right, right okay.
0: So, so if he sent him that email and this and that, then did, didn't Vince know that he's consulting for I, I think
1: Vince did know because USA Network would say, hey, this guy's saying this, you do that. And obviously, everything that Vince Russo said, Vinnie Mac didn't give a crap about. <laughs> he did what he wanted. But he was hearing about it. He knew mm-hmm. about it.
0: Which I find really interesting. I thought Vince would have more of a say on those kind of things with the network considering he is the reason they're in existence.
1: There's so many players now, man. You can only you can only get so much of your own demands, right? Sometimes you gotta cave in.
0: I'm interested in the USA network anyway. is the
1: USA's paying Vinny, paying Russo, so they don't he doesn't care.
0: Well i like, well, I mean USA is a part of the Peacock network, right? So Yeah. I mean at the end of the day it all comes down to NBC.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little story. I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody knew that.
0: No, that's a, that's a brand new story, man. That's a pretty interesting story as By well. By the way,
1: one more thing i Vince was, that guy's got a real, real cool record collection.
0: Um, Vince Russo, yeah, oh,
1: 100%. Cool records. He always goes to the thrift stores and picks up, you know, his favorite bands, or whatever. It's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, he's at that age where he's lucky enough where he can, you know, get a lot of these really cool kind of, um, you know, he he was born at the right time. So were we.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: my vinyl collection isn't superb or or monster, but I got a pretty decent vinyl collection.
1: I don't have any vinyl, man. I just have CDs. No. <laughs> no. no. I vinyl... see if I don't even have a vinyl player. I see some cool records like I'd like to pick up. I don't have a vinyl player. Maybe I should get my hands on one of those.
0: They're not they're they're easy. There's pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Pretty, you think pretty... it sounds
1: better than CD or what?
0: You know, it all depends on the quality. I you know, they did this thing a few years back where they had um i don't know who which band it was but i think it was like a zeppelin or a floyd something like that with yeah. really really fine tuned sound and different okay. different types of sounds uh you basically had um the same song played on a cd and one played on vinyl and it was kind of like a blind test so they listened to both tracks and pick which one they thought sounded better and majority of the people picked the uh, vinyl
1: I can see that. right? But Speaking again, of
0: Floyd, isn't your buddy Roger Waters coming to town here pretty soon? September 15th, my friend. Wow, that's and Thursday. Roger, yeah, yeah. September 15th, a uh, few weeks from now.
1: I've think seen him, I think, in 09 or 2010 when he did one of his Dark Side of the Moon tours or something. Yeah. The uh, songs are great. The band is great. But the guy's voice live is not great. He never was a great singer. Great songwriter and a genius, but he's not a great singer.
0: He tried like to Bob Dylan.
1: You, want me, to, you want me to come? You want me
0: to come? You want me to come to the valley and knock on your door and and uh, pull you out?
1: I know this is going to piss off Pink Floyd fans. You're pissing but me if you off. Gave me, you know if you gave me a choice <laughs> on the same night to watch David Gilmour or Roger Waters, born Gilmour Gilmore Day of the Week. Better nope. guitar and better voice.
0: No, I know guitar, I know guitar, Waters the yeah.
1: genius in the brain. Guitar,
0: but... gu- guitar, yeah. But I'll always be a Roger Water guy. You can do no, whatever you want. Too. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm just no, saying, no, no, no. if I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care for David uh, Gilmore. Even though he was a part of Floyd, he was the last edition.
1: No, I get that. I'm not saying he's an original. I'm not saying Ro- Pink Floyd is Roger Waters, baby. I get all that. It's Sid Barrett. Bing,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. No, look, I'm not, I'm not fighting with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to say, I know what you're saying. I agree with that. There's a yeah. lot of people who agree with it, even as Floyd fans,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I mean, but for me, I'm a part of that team.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Why Water, is a genius? I'm not taking nothing away from you. Guys. And you I've don't. seen
0: I've seen The Wall. I've seen Us Against Them, and I will be seeing this show as well. Um, He's never disappointed.
1: No, it's I've seen him live. Energy. He's great live. It's yeah, just, yeah. I just don't find his singing that great.
0: Eh, matter of opinion, I guess, right? Like, I listen
1: to some of his solo albums, and I think they're duds.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not a big fan of his solo work. I guess to hitchhike,
1: like, the pros and cons of hitchhiking, like it's just him talking and I don't know.
0: It's just it's a, an acquired taste. It's kind of listening. Yeah, like but Pink glistening. Floyd is
1: great and he's a genius. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not getting you wrong at all, man. I just, I, I mean, if I had to pick between the two, and I've met David Gilmore as well. But, oh, did he? How's he like? He's nice. I, mean, I have nothing against the man, but I think I kind of, I don't know how. Have you heard was... of, his
1: couple of his last albums? They're really, really good.
0: See, I'm not, a, I never did. I never, because
1: I just. That guitar and that voice yeah. is so smooth.
0: No, the guitar is amazing and his voice is nice too. But, like I said, I, I just, I don't know why. I respect David Gilmore. I enjoy him. I know what he contributed. It's
1: like the Liam Gallagher versus Noel Gallagher. Some guys like Liam better. Some like Noel Solo, right? Solo I, I totally,
0: totally. And, then, and on that front, I'm a fan of both. I like both solo careers. And yeah, together, me too. Right? So, I mean, um, when I met David Gilmore, it was at the Division Bell Tour. So, 94.
1: In 1994.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to incriminate myself here, but I don't think any of those people will be listening to our show. I got hired to work security. For for the show, I was uh, a friend of mine. His dad was one of the main guys uh, at BC Place at the time, um, a corporate guy, and uh, he offered me and his son uh, to work the show security-wise as part of BC Place security, not not the outside security or or the third-party security. So the first night of the show, I was basically stationed backstage, like literally backstage at where they enter from and everything.
1: Oh, that's cool. My
0: spot was there for that night. And that show had no opening band. It had an intermission. So after, during the intermission, Gilmore comes out to the back and he's kind of just standing there, you know, having his drink or whatever. And I walked up to him and I, you know, I walked up to him and I said, Hey, Mr. Gilmore. Yes, Mr. Gilmore. You know, I'm a big fan. You know, I've been being a fan for for, for as long as I can remember. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. And then he asked me the question. He goes, oh yeah, what's your favorite album?
1: I know where he's going with that, I like that. Right?
0: Oh yeah, what's your favorite album? I said, to be fair, you weren't a part of the band, Relics.
1: <laughs> what did he say?
0: He goes, oh, nice one, nice one. And then he laughed, and then we shook hands and he went his way, and then I, I went He probably back to appreciated
1: my... your honesty. Most guys would have been like Division Bell or something like that.
0: No, man. Relics was the album for me. I mean, that's what made me a Floyd fan. It wasn't Dark Side of the Moon. It wasn't The Wall. And all those albums had already come out before I ever became a Floyd fan. Right? So, I mean, it was Relics. I listened to Pink Floyd Relics for the first time, and I listened to them from cover to cover. And I fell in love with it. And ironically enough, it was on vinyl when I listened to it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So Speaking
1: of Floyd, I think that Nick Mason guy's coming here, too.
0: Uh, yeah, he's coming as well. So, I mean, you know, I wish there could be one more Floyd with everyone, but I mean, they
1: could. But when you, uh, Roger Waters, got it, he's a real jerk, and he's got a huge ego. You hear the way the guy talks in interviews, he's not the nicest dude.
0: Well, you know, he's one of those kind of
1: perfectionists.
0: Perfectionists, but then again, he's one of those environmentalists, uh, you know, human rights activists and whatnot. And I respect all that, right? But he's a hard he's, guy
1: to get along with, man.
0: You know, he's like, he's kind of like, well, I've never met him. I can only base everything I know about him on his music and the interviews about his music. I couldn't tell you who the man is. You know, yeah. I can tell you who Bono is as a man. And I can tell you who, you know, other, other Liam and Noel Gallagher are as men, but I couldn't tell you that about Roger Waters. I'll be the honest, last man.
1: thing, last time you're going to see those guys on a stage that live eight or whatever there. That's probably it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, Wait, it goes an interesting little note here. So, AEW All Out, which is their one of their big, big shows, and their favorite place, Chicago. That seems to be the only place they run pay-per-views. Uh, they only sold 8,000 tickets for the show so far.
1: That's it?
0: Yeah, and it's this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, that's on the Sunday. <laughs> wow.
0: So, I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't What's know the main event anything? for that? I don't that's, know yet. That's what I mean. The honeymoon phase is over now. I don't know what the main event for that is because, I mean, Mox is champion, but he has no feud with anybody. So who does he defend against?
1: I have no idea. I guess we'll find out out.
0: You know, and I think that's the big problem with AEW right now, in my opinion. It's just like they don't have any continuity with anything because they just have too many people.
1: It's all over the place.
0: Right? And I've been reading reports of talent, you know, getting disgruntled now and, and are upset with their standings and, and their status because, you know, they got so many different things going, it almost feels like some of these guys and girls have to wait around three, four months before they can get a storyline going.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the card right now. I see uh, Jericho versus Daniel Bryan.
0: Oh, yeah, that's happening. Yes.
1: I see Eddie Kingston. I mean, Wardlow, yeah, it's not a great card, man. There's nothing about Moxley yet.
0: Well, you got Wardlow Jungle against...
1: Boy and Christian.
0: That's gonna be okay. That's the one match I know. Those are the two matches that I know. Yes.
1: Ricky Starks versus
0: Hobbs. Ricky Starks is the guy for yeah, I can see okay, that's that's yeah, okay. Jade
1: Cargill versus Athena. You know who Athena is? No. Ember Moon. Oh, is that Ember Moon? Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Doesn't look like a very strong card so far. Maybe after Dynamite, they'll
0: Well, they got a week to boost this motherfucker up because right now you've got three matches going into like I don't know if it's your biggest show of the year, but all out it seems to be one of their bigger shows, right?
1: Supposed to be one of the top four, isn't it? One of their big four?
0: Well, they only Double have Double like or nothing? Four. Double or nothing. All out. All out. God, we, we really got to brush up on our AEW here, bro. I
1: don't even know <laughs> what they consider their big four.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But they only run four, five, six shows a year.
1: Yeah. Right. They don't do a monthly pay-per-view? No. No.
0: No, they do bi-monthly, if not every three months. Can like you
1: even like, watch Rampage in Canada?
0: uh rampage in canada you know what i don't think so
1: i don't think you can because i was looking for it on friday when smack it would no it'd be on
0: tsn it would be on tsn
1: it's on tsn
0: it would have to be on tsn if they're covering if if they got dynamite they have to have rampage okay but i've never looked because i got usa or i got jay and everything right yeah so yeah um i kind of have the luxury of seeing it from the actual feed but if it would be in Canada, it'd be Rampage or is it B T S N. Okay. You got a top five?
1: I do. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, let's hear Bobby Sampson's top five European wrestlers of all time. Your favorite.
0: Oh God, you're doing this, huh? All right. Since top we're having a pay per view in Europe. Okay. I um Dynamite Kid.
1: Okay.
0: We're talking wrestler, right? Not brawler. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Dynamite Kid would probably be one of them. Uh, William Regal's right there with him. That's two. Um, Paige.
1: Okay, three
0: for the females. She was pretty. She was solid. Um, I'll, I'll say Sheamus because he stayed around for so long. Man, he's been around for a while. Yes, yeah. And he's accomplished a lot and he's reinvented himself and he stayed relevant. So I'd have to throw Seamus in there. And uh I'm torn now, man. Because you know what? I'm gonna say it. Will Osprey. Yeah. Currently, right now, those are the probably my favorites. Yeah. It's a good list. Retired and not retired. But that being said, you know what? I mean Finn Balor should be in there somewhere.
1: Finn Balor's good. right?
0: Um,
1: what about your boy Fit Finley?
0: Fit Finley, again, but he was more of a brawler. He's more European hard yeah. style, And, I mean, he did a lot of work with the female wrestlers in terms of coaching and whatnot. I think he was just a mid-carder for the most part. Um, what about your boy Drew? Drew McIntyre, again, he's, he's a good worker and whatnot. But when I'm looking yep. at just skills and everything and accomplishments, I mean, these guys have fought all over Europe. They've done their time in Japan as well. I don't know if Drew has. I have nothing against you. Like I said, this list could go so many different ways. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm trying to think of... uh,
1: You're forgetting one guy. He's the greatest European, most popular European wrestler of all time. The biggest and baddest.
0: The biggest and baddest European wrestler of all time, eh? Okay, tell me.
1: Andre the Giant.
0: Oh, yes, he's from Chernobyl, the French Alps. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, shit. Forgot about Andre.
1: Technically, Bruno San Martino's European Rostro. I think it was well, he was in New York. He was born Texans- in Italy,
0: right? He was born yeah. in Italy as well. There's so but many it's guys. It's hard, man. Right? It's hard. Right? I mean, if we're talking so about active guys and if we're talking top five of all time, you know what? I would throw Steve Speed and fucking Big Daddy in there, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of those guys, but I, back have. In the I don't day, really know
1: much of their work. But a bold so, British Bulldog, too.
0: Yeah, the British bulldog as well. You keep throwing there, right? I mean, it just where does it end? Cesaro. Cesaro again. He's from Switzerland. I mean, it, yeah, Cesaro is a part of that crew as well. I mean, there's so many solid European wrestlers. Mm, Gunther. Absolutely. Gunther. Who? Gunther. Oh, Gunther. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's German. Yeah. He's German.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, but what Ludwig
1: Borg? Ludwig Borga. He's
0: he was American, been? bro. He's from North Carolina. Oh, is he? Oh, all those Russian guys were American. Nikita Koloff.
1: He, he yeah, was, I knew. He yeah, I knew there. that
0: he was. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of those guys who were Russian were never been to the country in their life. Maybe Nikolai was Russian. I don't know, but
1: not sure.
0: But the rest of them, most of them, Ivan Koloff, Nikolai, Ivan Koloff, uh, Nikita Koloff, they were American guys. It was Kamala. Was was from Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Yeah, Ka- Kamala.
0: Yeah. was no, no, awesome. He was not from Uganda.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. He played it well. Just like how they said um, Yokozuna was Japanese. He's not.
0: No, man. I mean, at the time, I thought he was Japanese when I was I did I, I, I didn't know any different, right? Away. No, 100%. Um, Chance, I think we have a pretty solid show here, brother. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm proud. It was a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, my friends, we're going to let you go for the evening. Again, thank you very much for listening. If you've listened this far, I uh, appreciate it. It means the world to us. Um, some cool stuff's coming up next week. Uh, I'll draw two pay per views AEW and WWE. Yeah, you got two pay per views, but I'm talking about Sam and Chan. So we got some cool stuff coming up next week, which I will tell you all about on Instagram. So make sure to check out your Instagram or your TikTok accounts for those uh, announcements. We'll be making them this weekend. It's pertaining to an interview that we're going to be having next week um so yeah i'm going to keep that a little under wraps right now until we finalized everything but i'm 99.9.9.9 percent sure it's going to happen so once i finalize those details uh with mr michaels here we will share that information so that all being said we are going into a long weekend um we'll we will hopefully try to do a show on thursday for you guys to to kind of uh get a boxing show out of the way
1: well we got the boxing big box i guess it's a fairly big heavyweight match
0: yeah absolutely so your we'll boy talk about ruiz versus or ortiz oh why not my boy ortiz I, you know what I, i'm gonna go ortiz on that one but we'll talk about that on thursday yeah. uh all that being said everyone thank you so much enjoy the wonderful weather while it lasts. i am bobby yes. sampson joined by chance michaels
1: and in the words of the great acdc those who download like and subscribe the podcast we
0: salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed a, Ed Whalen and I will be at the Hollowed Grounds in a couple weeks to to witness the show there put on by Canam Wrestling at the pavilion at Stampede Park. In the meantime and in between time, that's it for samp and Chance. Everybody have a great evening. We will talk to you soon. Good night. <laughs>